Welcome to Antique Dust Pop-Up Podcasts. Hello and welcome to Antique Dust. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rob. And together we are Antique Antique Dust. And we have, actually, rather than just watching one pop-up video, we've watched quite a few of Robbing of Sherwood. Planet. Oh my god, amazing. So, this was set in, oh, in the 80s. Uh, it wasn't set in the 80s. Well, it was filmed in the 80s. <laughs> it was set in the 1180s. <laughs> it went for three epic series. Um, you had series one, which was six episodes, and uh, series two, which was six or seven. Seven episodes, I think. The sec- yeah, and then the final series was 13 mm-hmm. episodes. And it was about the um, Robin Hood. And his Merry Men. Yes. And, oh, I I think I'd, I didn't really watch it too much as a child. I wasn't really into that type of thing. Although I did start tuning in when Jason Connery took over the titular role of... Well, I did watch it as a child because I was very much into that sort of yes. thing. Thank you very much. I couldn't believe how much homoeroticism was involved in the whole band of merry men. It was... it. I what? think you're reading too much into it, Jonathan. No, <laughs> no. I, I don't know if it was intentional. I suspect it wasn't intentional. And I think that's perhaps a postmodern reading. But certainly as a, as a, a, a hormonal early teenager i you can actually i I definitely got something out of it i really can see the 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 general appeal because it was quite sexy and the story was really good i know it's a traditional story but they put their own twist on it well i think it's very much their own twist on it and that's one of the part of the legacy i think of robin of sherwood is that it in, in some respects changed the the robin hood it rewrote Legend. the myth, didn't it? Yeah, and introduced some elements that really weren't present before, especially the whole sword and sorcery and the, the pagan mythology stuff. That was very much absent from the earlier adaptations of it, but has become really pretty much a standard part of the, the canon now. Yeah, I know. I'll, I, I, yeah. Not I mean, to we... mention the Saracen member of the, oh. the Merry Men. It was quite dishy, wasn't he? He was quite dishy. <laughs> he was. A little. Because I, I I was reading into this when we were discussing this prior to the podcast, and the, there was um, uh, a foreigner that's joined the Merry Gang, a Saracen, a Saracen and uh, someone who switched allegiance and is quite brooding and everything. And he and didn't say anything. He didn't really say. Like, almost like the perfect boyfriend, really. <laughs> Shush now, sweetie. You know I'm very vocal, um, but he. They, that basically rewrote the whole myth because then other people when the, they did the Robin uh, the Robin Hood films, which yeah. they've done a few, they've actually utilised the Saracen. Yeah, so into, if you had uh, Morgan Morgan Freeman, I think, wasn't was it as, as the, the Sar- as the Saracen? Yeah. So um, and well, it's become 
are just a, like, just a standard part of the part of the story. Even though I, I'm hoping that um, they pay royalties to Richard Carpenter for the for the creation of the character. I, but uh, look, looking at it, and the script is so so tight. It's really really well done. The visuals are superb, and the, the how it's been filmed. I mean, the opening sequences where you've got um, sort of sort of the Normans on. Uh, with their horses on rafts coming across. Do you think they did that? Took, took horses on rafts? That's, that feels probably a little not. bit dangerous to me, no. surely. Yeah, it's probably not a thing, but it was a very good visual. <laughs> yeah, it was a very, it was a very it good was, visual. It was, it was an epic, epic visual. Um, uh, so we, we meet, the, the story starts with Robin Hood as a young boy, and the Normans are burning down and killing um, and plundering Loxley. Loxley. And he is, his father sort of whisks him away and deposits him with sort of an ally. His uncle. It was his uncle. Well, according to Wikipedia, it's his uncle. And I believe Wikipedia. And then the the father then sort of gets sort of killed and the golden, the silver 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 arrow arrow is taken from him. It's a symbol of England, apparently. Uh, so I'm led to believe, but the, the and I was really astounded on how hooked I got. I got on because we watched about four or five episodes. We did, and we did. I, I I struggled to get you to watch one, and then the next thing I knew, you were well, 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 I was we binging were through binging it. through it, uh, and then we went and watched the making of uh, documentary, which was fabulous because it, it it showed how everything came together and how they picked the actors that they picked, and they had quite a young cast. Uh, which was really good because it was all young and upcoming people. So you had Ray Winston in it, and he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And he, he, well, he tends to be brilliant in pretty much everything he does. Well, sometimes he does things for a big gas bill. <laughs> we won't mention the Sweeney or the remake of Point Break. Well, I thought you weren't going to mention that. Well, okay, I have mentioned it. Sorry. Well, they don't, are don't, men- don't mention it again. <laughs> um, but I. Absolutely adored it. I mean, the, I mean, the, the guy that played Fire Fire Tuck, he is still yeah, he, Phil Rose. Phil Rose uh, is in the making of documentary, which went on for some time, wasn't it? It was, it was, I think, it was about oh, we're four talking, hours. We're obviously talking about the DVD extras. Yes, yeah, so like, let's be brutally frank. So the DVD frank. extras, which were phenomenally entertaining. It looks like everyone had such a fun time doing this. Yeah, and that's something that really comes across, not just in the DVD extras, but also I think in the in the program itself. That you, you know, people did, you know, they 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 don't they don't come across as people who are miserable, even though they might be acting miserable. M- miserable. Um, you definitely get that sense of a a, a vibe about it. Yeah. So and it there, there was a lot of theatrical uh, actors. By theatrical, do you mean in the theatre or do you mean theatrical, darling? Both. Both. (laughs) Because Phil Rose, who played Friar Tuck, I think this was the only role he really did, particularly on TV, that was of any merit. He's he's been a pantomime dame for 20 years on a trot. (laughs) So, and he's still dying. You say that like it's a, a bad thing. Yeah, I know it pays the gas bill, I, and that's uh, and I totally get that. And I, I know lots of actors that that their main 
earning potential is doing panto, which unfortunately with this pandemic and everything, all the pantos have been pretty much kiboshed. So that's really killing part of the creative environment. But it, 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 he he was built for this role. It's sort of the acting talent, the sturdiness of him and the gravitas he mm. brings to that role. It was made for it. He was completely totally made, made Marion. Oh, Judy Trot. Yes, should it should have been Kate Bush? Just because of the wild hair, that's the only no, thing. I the th- only thing. I say, Kate Bush, if you are listening to this, why did you not go to casting for this? This yeah, would... Kate, Kate Bush, if you are listening to this, why are you listening to this? Kate Bush, we love you. We saw you in concert. It was epic. Yeah, and that was what... We had eye contact when the first yeah, row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was round about now, wasn't it? Kind of. What? Uh, what was six, that? six years ago. Gosh, yeah. I know. Uh, but, sorry, Kate Bush. Anywho. Kate Bush would have been an epic, epic Maid Marian. Yeah, but I don't think she She's got would the physical- act She's as... got the physicality, sweetie. Yeah, but possibly... Not as good an actress as Judy Trott. <sighs> no, I mean, Judy Trott was probably not. Was and was a fabulous maid Marion, and um, the first Robin Hood. I wasn't. So I probably tuned into a couple of episodes as a kid, but I wasn't. It wasn't really my. Well, thing. Michael Prade was definitely my Robin Hood. Yeah, and it's it was sad that he didn't finish the series, and they re and he decided not to to go for his stardom because well, he went to the had... three musketeer musical version of the three musketeers which absolutely bombed in broadway and then he ended up on dallas no dynasty dynasty, dynasty. prince prince michael of moldavia or something is, like that he is he is quite sizzling and hot on this uh and on the third uh, third series they recast with jason connery and which is apparently much more jonathan's cup of tea which i don't know i find that surprising but i'm not i don't know why I no, I say I don't know. I read. I, 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 we used to get the the mail on Sunday and the Times delivered, and I remember there was a supplement in both that sort of the same week, and I kept those supplements for years because it had an in depth interview with Jason Connery. Did you, did you have it pinned up on your bedroom? I didn't have wall? it pinned up on my wall, but Aww. I did look at it a lot uh, because he was so a scrapbook. Hot. He was so hot. He really was, and I think it was really interesting because. He was very open on his interviews. He know he knew that he'd only really got the role because his dad is Sean Connery. Is um, he? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Shock, horror. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So Happy uh, birthday, Sir Sean. Oh yeah, yeah, gosh, that was a few days ago. Ninety yeah. years old. God, he hasn't been Sean Connery's not done a great deal. Well he is ninety years old. He's ninety years old, but he's not really done anything in the press so uh, at all for the last Fifteen years. What do you mean? Done anything in oh, the he's press? Not been, he's not, you know, interviews. He's not going to celebrity events. Well, good for him. Yeah, Why should he? Doesn't need to. Maybe. Maybe he's locked. Maybe perhaps he's he's isolating. <laughs> or maybe he's just having a lovely time in retirement. Yes, maybe watching all the back the, the back catalogue of James Bond on a loop. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> not the last one, anyway. I doubt it. <laughs> so, never say never again. No, never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it should have been called. Never do that again. But I really, really, I was astounded how fabulous Robin the Sherwood was. And I know we sometimes discuss about remakes and everything like that. They don't need to, do they? Because it well, was... they might not need to, but they've done it endlessly. 
Well, they've done it endlessly. I mean, we say the the Kevin Costner, which had that the the, the main theme song, which just killed the music industry for about thirteen weeks. It was thirteen weeks to number one, wasn't it? With uh, everything I do, I do it for you. Ugh. Ugh. Was it thirteen weeks or was it thirteen years? Um, it, it's it all one, blurs. One or the other. It all blurs. But say so with that one, you had Alan Rickman that really made that film sizzle. I think it was a supporting cast rather than Kevin Costner with his sort of wooden. His wooden Robin. <laughs> his wooden Robin. And it was meant to be. His a, reliant Robin. Yeah, and it was meant to be um, Christian Slater's sort of big thing. And he was good in it, but um, Christian Slater never really actually went on to. Do well. He's done a lot of TV stuff now, but he was meant to be the next Jack Nicholson because he 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 did um, oh god he did the, the monk one where the monk he was just a monk one. Then he did the our impeccable research again the, just comes shining through the Robin Hood thing. Then he did he, it was Heather's and Pump Up the Volume. Now, Pump Up the Volume is an epic epic film. Teen film. I think have I made you sit through that? I, um, I don't know if you've made me sit through it. I have seen it. Yeah, because uh, that that was really good. Then he did the, the Gleam in the Cube, which was a really poor ripoff of BMX Bandits. But on, I've definitely not seen that. No, the Gleaming the Cube. Gleaming the Cube. Gleaming the Cube. He's, he's, it's like Does that it, even it, mean anything? Or is that just three a, words it, it, sprung together? I think it's a. It was a. It was a skateboarding one. It was like BMX Bandits. I made you sit through the, the Nicole Kidman it sort of launched her. her <laughs> film career yes she did bmx bandits it's pretty you? much bmx bandits on skateboards okay. um and <laughs> and then he sort of went a bit off the rails a little bit i think as most people do um, did he follow the skateboard the wheels fell off the skateboard yeah. but he seems to have done there's really, a metaphor he's done really really well with regards to mr robot and a few other TV things that he's done. But he's got such a distinctive voice. I really liked him in Hard Rain. That was really good. Anyway, I don't know how we've managed to, to juxtapose. Yes, climb <laughs> off that hobby horse, Jonathan. <laughs> However, it I think the series ended when it, it when it, it should it when it ended correct. Yes, it did end when it ended. It ended well when it spotted. Ended. That was really good. I I think it was a shame the original one didn't finish the series, the, the original Robin Hood and the Hatchet. Personally, I th- I think they could have perhaps run to five series. Really? Yeah, the third what? the third series actually set up some interesting um, potential you know stuff for for the next series. You know, with Guy of Gisborne being uh, Robert of Huntingdon's half brother, and you know I think that did. There was a there there I think was they ran out of money, didn't they? Because it was quite um, an expensive series to film. Yes, I mean that's always the thing about these these sort of period dramas. Even though it was largely set in a forest, um, it and it cost, was done with HTV. Because I think HTV, all those networks were having financial trouble, so it was originally HTV and another. It was Gold, well, it was it was made by Goldcrest and um, HTV. It won so many Baftas, didn't it? Did won did win Baftas, I believe. Certainly won certainly the music. Um, oh, that was Clannad. Brilliant. Um, because I, mean, I suppose the, 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 en- the end of the series, you've got, you've got so many unanswered questions, which are quite nice to have unanswered questions, but you've got Maid Marian join a convent. 
That was it. So, well, she starts, she starts off. Well, she was convent, going to the convent so, anyway. That's because she, so just, that comes full circle. she didn't want to get forced into a marriage. Um, but all the actors were just delicious. And they were, they, it just, they, oh, it's hard to explain. It, it do was, your best, Jonathan. Do your best. I, I'm doing my best, sweetie. I'm doing my best. I think the actors just relished the lines. It was like you'd had, you had a collective of Alan Rickman like characters of character actors that were going in there and they were going for it and they were creating such a delicious sort of double entendre with the lines and the withering looks and I say the, the, the horseplay amongst the, the merry men the merries as they called them uh, it, it 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 you could see how sort of young gay guy gay men or young gay boys um, Are you talking about me, John? Yeah. Well, no, you can understand it because it was. It was. You finally, a... finally, you understand me. Oh yeah. Finally, I... after all these <laughs> yeah. years. Ten years married this week, Sadie. Yeah. Woo! Um, but you really, it it was quite deliciously done. I don't know if it was done intentionally like that, um, but it wouldn't surprise me if they had because there was because there were so many theatricals when we watched some of the outtakes and they were they were singing show tunes when they were stuck in their lines. I suspect that um, Nicholas Grace, who played the Sheriff of Nottingham, was one, was one of the instigators of, of that, that sort of theatrical loviness and silliness. Yeah, I, obviously there was lots of actors that had um, said, added horse riding and archery skills and swordsmanship. Well, I think every, every actor does that, add that, juggling horse riding and... Uh, and fencing to their to their resumes and then have to hurriedly learn it if they get cast in a role well i when i was an actor i mean obviously yeah. I, you added cookery and um <laughs> i did not and language skills yeah rob is bringing up the situation when i was uh, an actor and um i was training I, I i trained as an actor in australia and as you do and i i just uh, the acting school i went to just said look just go to as many auditions as you like um, and or, or go to as many as you, as you can get to and just learn from that experience. And it just happened that everything I went to, I got, which was quite unusual. I mean, I can't do accents or anything. I'm just how I sound. And they were doing a, a pilot episode because all the, the cookery shows were so super, super popular uh, at the time. So sort of like Two Fat Ladies, Jamie Oliver, sort of the... There was, there was a whole gambit of British chefs that were coming in, but it cost a fortune to to buy the rights to show them. So they thought, "All oh, right, we'll do another one. We'll do." Something. How can we do it more more cheaply? Uh, I know. Let's let's hire an actor. Yeah, let, let, let's let's hire an actor that sounds very British. So obviously, I am very British, and I went and did the casting, and but and it was fine. And I thought, "All oh, right, it's a cookery show. I'll be presenting a cookery show," and that was fine. However, no one actually told me I was actually going to be cooking. And I hadn't actually put anything on my CV that I could cook. Anyway, so... I just assumed that being, I don't know, being being British, you just were, you were going to channel your, what, your yeah. inner Mrs. What, Beaton. My inner Fanny Craddock. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it didn't get commissioned, and I set fire to the set. That's probably why it didn't get commissioned. I don't know, that's a wild star, but... Well, I thought everything got prepared for you, and I was just, like, talking to... Or just point to things. Uh, uh, <laughs> pointed at things. And then they asked stir to, something. They asked me to flambe something, and it just 
set off and they'd well, it serves them right for oiling the, the they, workshop. They, they oil had this I mean, really, really nice wooden worktop, which was uh, just been recently oiled, and it was glistening, and it was still a little bit wet. And then the flaming tea towel that I tried to put the flame out with went on that, and then literally the whole work surface went out. I'm surprised it's not on YouTube. I keep looking. <laughs> they, probably, they probably weren't rolling the cameras at that point. <laughs> they were just rolling their eyes going, oh, God, what have we done? But the whole series never got commissioned, so they didn't actually replace them with But it, that was a bit of a relief. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so a little bit of fact, perhaps, oh, about right, Rob, fact. Rob, Robin of Sherwood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's created by Richard Carpenter, mm-hmm. or Kip, as Kip. apparently he was, he was known. Uh, produced by HTV in association with Goldcrest, and it ran from 1984 to 1986 on the ITV network, and on in the US it was shown on the, the Showtime um, channel and later on PBS. It's, it was super popular in America. It was until it wasn't and that's part of the reason why it got cancelled I think that Showtime um, pulled their support and HTV and Goldcrest between them uh, couldn't get all the Funding all the money to together to do a to do a fourth series. Mm, that's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame. However the legacy of Robin of Sherwood lives on. Lives on. Um, not just in the rampant plagiarism of um of, the sto- of future versions of the of of the story there's a, a series of of audiobooks and big so finish forth. Um, <laughs> i don't uh, i don't think so i don't think i don't think uh. big finish have cuz we always seem to feature big finish at some point in our <laughs> in our classic <laughs> tv podcast but i I, well, I, I think what I liked about it is I don't like blood and guts and gore, and these were swords and quite roughy tufty and. and but what it was have for you. a family audience. It was for a family audience, so you didn't actually see any blood and guts. There was no nastiness. There was no nastiness, so it was it was Johnny friendly, sanitised sort of uh, roughy tufty boys with swords, and falling into hay bales and playing shirtlessly yeah. in the river. Yes. So Special we had Michael Preed as the original, with the as mullet. the original Robin with his that a mu- lovely that a mu- hair. <laughs> that's that's one of the things that that um, you can sort of see from from watching Robin of Sherwood that generally speaking they must have had terrific barbers and and <laughs> Sherwood Forest because some of the root lift <laughs> was amazing. On, T- some, Twenty some, pounds off. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it was terrific. Um, I'd say Ray Winstone as Will Will Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clive Mantle mm-hmm. as little little John, who I think is probably a little bit more your cup of tea. Yes, little John was really quite hot, uh, and then he went. So the the guy, Clive Mantle went on to be a consultant in, or a doctor in casualty. Yes, he he was the emergency consultant, and he then he was also uh, in a sitcom called Bloomy Marvelous with the person who played Raquel Sarah Lancashire, um, which was a bit crap. But I, th- he, I think th- I think that passed me by. I don't I don't recall. I, I, I watched one marvelous. episode of it and I thought, nah. And I do sit through some crap. Yes, and you, <laughs> make, and you make me sit through some some of that as well, don't you? <laughs> but yeah, so and and also Mark Ryan as Nasir, the non-speaking Saracen. What's Mark Ryan been in? Has he been in anything since? He doesn't look like how doesn't look as hot as he did in the. The sort of the making of. Well, I guess that's the passage of thirty years for you, Jonathan. I know. Gosh. We all 
So what's he, what's he been in recently? Let's see, as an actor. Um, he was in Charlie's Angels, Transformers, uh, all the Transformers as, as a voice. Oh, right. Um, Street, the movie. Don't know. No idea. No idea. Uh, on TV, he did after this, he did after Rob Michelle, he did Dempsey and Makepeace, Peak Practice. He was in Casualty, The Bill, um, The Usual Stuff, Jag, Alias, Community. Oh, so he's done, he's then moved over to America and done it for the for the gas bill. And he's recreated the Nasir for um, audio plays, 2016. Oh. Um, yeah. Created by Spiteful Puppet. Not big finish. Spiteful, Spiteful. Spiteful Puppet is the company that does the Robin of Sherwood audio plays. Oh, what I find was interesting is The Maid Marian. She didn't do... She's not done anything really substantial since she just sort of got married and had four children or something i'm sure that consider that that counts as being being something fairly know, substantial but we, so when you do. have the gravitas that uh, where you wait i mean she does sizzle on, uh, sizzle off the screen in the role although i still think kate bush would have been much better so she's apparently according to her filmography on wikipedia um the last uh role that she had was in a 1997 miniseries uh, called Painted Lady. No. However, if no one has actually seen it, um, I would so recommend doing it. It is really, really... It's definitely worth watching. It is, and it's and so it's, heartwarming. And it, it actually really stands up the script, um, to, script writing a modern, is brilliant. A, mod, a modern viewing. Yeah, script writing is phenomenal. Yeah, it doesn't have some of the uh, the slow pace that um, there was no older, in it. older dramas can sometimes have. That is a bit off putting. It it has a it rollicks along. And the mysticism aspect of it, which some people, I think, if it was done now, it would probably have been a bit that someone would have gone a bit arty on it and been a bit too long but the I suppose one of the part int- of yeah. it was really, it was it's not like snappy 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 i mean for something which is done in 84 where things were because we normally had sort of if you had but it was only a short series run for the first yeah. two it wasn't it wasn't full out magic which i think works to its its uh benefit so rather than having the character of heron the hunter being a full-on pagan god it's a bloke in a with with, with, the orange, with we're, we're, we're a deer head on his head but there's that element of mysticism about him being taken over channeling the spirit of Hearn so it's not full on magic apart from we've got uh, the Baron de Belen played by Anthony Valentine another favourite of the podcast courtesy of his <laughs> appearance in a Bergerac episode that we did a podcast <laughs> on some time ago we, we, we do podcasts in Bergerac you might not have picked up on that yeah, but yeah. Our back catalogue is well worth a peruse. Yes. Um, so he he was a bit he was a bit more of kind of full on black magicy. I mean, there was a little bit of magic because little John, when he's introduced to Robin Hood, he has been bewitched. Bewitched um, because he's got some sort of pentagram which has been inked onto his chest, and he falls into the river, and it's all moist. It's all, it's all moist. <laughs> <laughs> <And> dripping. <laughs> all soggy he's all soggy the pentagram wipes off well robin wipes it off for him yes 
Robin wipes Little John's nice hairy chest. <laughs> Settle. Calm yourself. But yeah, I I loved it. You have if anyone's listening to this that uh, wants to do it. There are some which I think is on YouTube and what have you, but just invest in the box set. Buy the box set, for Buy goodness sake. Buy the box sake. sake. It, it, it is, Cheap skeets. It is really good. I mean, Jason Connery is very good in as the, as the second Robin Hood. And it's really interesting how they got it, got, sort, of, sort of got another Robin in because it was the whole mysticism where Robin's, the initial Rob, the Robin of Hoxley, Hoxley, or whatever, Loxley, Loxley, Hoxton, uh, Hoxton. Yes, it's like Camden is a hipster, original hipster with a mullet, and uh, yeah. so a Robin of Loxley. Had a Robin of Loxley, and he gets killed in the last episode of series two, and then they introduce Robin, Robert, Robert, Robert of Huntingdon. Yes, um, who is gentry. Yeah, so that's one of the contrasts, really, that the original Robin was a, a peasant. He was a yeoman, mm-hmm. a free man, uh, not a serf, a free man. And then his replacement is a, is a bit of nobility. Yes, and he did have the same fairness. Jason Connery did bring that fainess of, of nobility. And yeah, he did look good. It, yeah, well, he, he doesn't look anything like that now. <laughs> Well, again, you know the passage of, <laughs> passage of time. Of time it does it does it to us all. Yeah, but anyway, not it, not us. Obviously, no, we are. No. We we've got a couple of paintings in the attic. <laughs> the attic that are aging rapidly. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, I will give this a it's like five out of five. Well, like, a big thumbs up from big Jonathan. Big thumbs up from Jonathan, and I just think it's it's one of these ones which I think it is one of those CV series you do want the box sets. And you will, and you would actually watch it. And you would watch it, and I think. I mean, goodness knows we've got plenty of box sets that we don't tend watch. to arise, move swiftly past when we're thinking about what to watch next. But, but I think this is this is one that is uh, this stands the test of time. I think. Yeah. Good bottle of wine. Get the fire going. Three ninety nine from Home Bargain. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Although we did have a really good bottle of wine, which was three ninety nine from Aldi, which I was really surprised about because yeah. it's normally other supermarkets are available. Yeah. But it was really delicious. It was. It was yeah, surprisingly, it was surprisingly tasty for a wine that has about fifty pence worth of uh, wine in the bottle. Yes, and the rest of it goes on the bottle. <laughs> on the bottle and the tax and the shipping yeah, and the and sort of profit thing. margins and yeah, all that so. stuff. But um, but it's one I'd definitely invest in it if you, for an autumnal treat, where get the box sets and because there's not much new stuff on television now, it's all repeats anyway. Uh, I don't know why they've not repeated it because I think that'd be really good. But anyway, but invest in the box sets. Uh, it is repeated though. Hmm? It is repeated. Where? It's currently being re- re-shown as we speak on ITV3. Was it? Yes. <gasps> Gosh, well, go on ITV3, download on their whatever iPlayer thingy. ITV got. Hub. Hub, yeah. So look go on, on the that. Hub, look on that. But you can, also, you can also, not at the moment because it is being shown on ITV3, but when it's not being shown on ITV3, you can actually watch it usually as part of your Amazon Prime membership. But not just not at the moment, but once it's done its run on ITV3, I suspect it will return back to, to, Amazon, to Prime. Amazon Prime. So. It's well worth having your Amazon. Product. Other streaming services oh, are available. available. Netflix are great as well, and now TV. <laughs> if either of those want to sponsor us, that's fine. 
<laughs> We've not tried it Britbox yet. We've not tried Britbox, no. Gosh, no. I think most of Britboxes are on our DVD shelves anyway. Uh, so, but anyway, this is Jonathan signing off. If you wish to get in contact with us, we're on all social media platforms at, at Antique Dust. You can email us at hello at antiquedust.co.uk. We love to hear from everyone. Um, a few people on Instagram have suggested a couple of shows for us to mm-hmm. watch and witter about. So what's been suggested? Um, Cat Weasel, mm-hmm. Time Slip and... The Owl Service. The Owl Service. Now, Jonathan knows absolutely nothing whatsoever about the Owl Service. I don't think he knows very much about the other two either. But the Owl Service will be a complete um, surprise, I guess, to, to, to Jonathan. And that will be very interesting to, to, so, to, yes. to hear what he th- I can I can almost predict what he will think about it, but we will find out in due course. We Stay are thinking tuned. about doing sort of the tales of, an episode of Tales of Unexpected. Yeah, but really the question then is which episode, because every episode is different. It's different. Mm. So anyway, this is Jonathan signing off, saying farewell. And this is Rob saying goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. You have been listening to an Antique Dust pop-up podcast.